Well, welcome to season five of our podcast. I'm happy to uh, to have with me some guests who I know well, who are all on our staff, um, and I'm going to invite them to introduce themselves um, and just say who you are and what you do at the church. My name's Lori, and I answer the phone. <laughs> She's also the office manager <laughs> and a comic. <laughs> I am Julie Hart, and I uh, serve as Director of Connectional Ministries here at the church. I'm Ann Hardy. I'm the Outreach Director. And I'm David Devereaux, pastor, and happy to be able to host uh, this week's podcast as we begin in uh, a new season. Now, this season is going to have some changes to it as to what we do, and we'll talk about those at the end of the podcast. But for today, I um, wanted to to jump into kind of the theme. Now, you may not know this, but the Methodist Church uh, is a church of books. Uh, and we have a number of books that are of, of uh, importance to us uh, when it comes to the church. And of course, for, the, for Methodists, our primary book and our primary authority, a book that we know is sufficient for all matters of faith and salvation, is the Bible. That is our primary book. Along with that, we have um, three other books that are important to us. One of them is called the Book of Discipline, uh, and that just kind of gives the rules for church life. It sets up the organizational structure. It also contains in it uh, statements of what we believe and the like. We have uh, our hymn book, which many of you are going to be familiar with, uh, and that's a collection of the hymns and prayers and psalms that we do as a part of our worship service. And then there's a book that you may not be as familiar with, and it's called The Book of Worship. Uh, and in The Book of Worship, um, there are all kinds of resources for worship services. Um, one of those resources is a covenant renewal service. Um, and this last Sunday in worship, I spoke a little bit about that covenant renewal service, and we actually did a little piece of it as a part of our worship service. Now, the covenant renewal service predates John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement. Um, and there was actually another person who had put, in a get, put together a service that John Wesley participated in and loved, and he adapted that. And in adapting it, created then what became a covenant renewal service. He first did it in August, I think it was 1755, was the first time he used the service, and found it to be very powerful, as did the people who participated in that worship experience. He said that there were many tears, um, and people felt encouraged and healed. And, uh, and so uh, that, that service then kind of got adapted some more and became uh, something that was done uh, more regularly. When he traveled about to societies, different small groups across, the, across England, uh, he would often do that service uh, with the, the folks who would attend. Um, but most often, it was used as a night watch service on New Year's Eve. Um, and on New Year's Eve, he would do the service, and it was a three-hour-long service. So it wasn't a short service. It was three hours long. And... Um, and, and that service then has been adapted and now is contained in our book of worship. For it to be three hours long, I'd have to preach for two hours, and maybe Wesley did. Um, but I think it's been edited down a little bit since when he originally did it. But there's a lot of components to it, and, uh, and, and 
a big chunk of what we have uh, as the service does date all the way back to John Wesley. And I wanted to just get us started by reading uh, a little portion of the Covenant Renewal Service to get us started today. Uh, something to think about. And this is a part that you may, that my guests here and those of you who are listening, you may not have heard this part before. Um, and this kind of jumps into the middle of the covenant renewal service where uh, John Wesley said, to make this covenant a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time, more than once, to be spent alone before the Lord in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you, in carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant, in searching your hearts, whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are, and whether you are, after having fully considered them, are willing to choose them be sure, be sure you are clear on these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so you keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You have opened your mouths to the Lord, and you have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees, lift your hands toward heaven, open your hearts to the Lord, and pray. So some admonitions that he, he gives. And I wanted to just kind of talk about them and, uh, and just kind of to, to summarize. He, he started off by making certain we set aside some time to really think about our lives, about our sins, about uh, what holiness requires and whether we are living that way and be certain that we don't lie to God. Second, to be, uh, have a sense of awe and reverence before God. Uh, third, to claim God's covenant and not to rely on our own strength but on God's power. And fourth, to, to resolve to be faithful and to never go back, and, uh, and then to renew our covenant in prayer. So let me just kind of stop for a minute and, and ask any reflections or re reactions to this part of Wesley's covenant prayer uh, or renewal service or anything that kind of struck you that you'd want to comment on. I think it's a great way to go into the service with these admonitions, and um, it kind of frames frames up the service for me. You know what exactly is a covenant uh, renewal service, and and how you should prepare yourself uh, to make that renew that covenant. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts? I think that the end of the year and the beginning of the year is a time we naturally take stock of our lives and, you know, taking stock of our spiritual lives is um, important. And, and it does require us, you know, doing a little uh, re reflecting on our on what we've done and um, 
you know, where we have fallen short. So I think it's a good time to go into it, you know, kind of to in, a little inventory of ourselves and where we, where we are at, mm-hmm. which I naturally do anyway. It's a time, um, we should not have to wait for the end of the year to do this, but it, it is a good time. And it is a time to look back and say, you know, my word of the year was transform. Go, did I really do that? Or, you know, and what is it that God is calling me to do this coming year? So I like that he calls us to take that time to... I especially like the first one, but I'm naturally introspective. Um, I take time frequently, not with any schedule, but frequently to think about what am I doing? Am I doing it to my purpose, God's purpose, my family's purpose, because kids, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and being honest about it. You know, you can lie to yourself. Don't lie to God. And when you're introspective, having that ability to go, yeah, I know I said I was going to do this in glory of you, but, you know, looking back, that was sort of like for me. Mm-hmm. And self-care is important, but I, that's why the first one speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, don't lie to God. I think, how can you? You're really lying to yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's an interesting phrase because it's not like God doesn't already know, right? Right. So who are you really lying mm-hmm. to? But it also strikes me how easy that is to do and not necessarily being outwardly intentional about lying. And that's why I think Wesley asks us to really you know, search our heart. And that's why he said set aside time to really search your heart mm-hmm. and to think, you know, what are my sins. Where are my mm-hmm. shortcomings? To be clear on that, he says, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and to think about that in relationship then to what we know about Christ and 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 God's law f- uh, for our lives, um, so that we can be honest. I think sometimes we're not fully honest because we're not fully uh, reflective. Uh, we don't necessarily think. Uh, that deeply about our lives. Um, so that's one of the things I appreciate this is it kind of pushes us to really think hard about it um, so that we can be more fully disclosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and um, if we don't fully disclose, it, I suppose withholding information is one form of lying to God. Mm-hmm. I, I find it helpful when I when I want um to know where where I need to work on to ask God you know where have I fallen short which is a painful thing to ask because you'll get an answer <laughs> at least really? I do <laughs> that goes on and on and on and and so I I don't you know if I'm fooling myself maybe I don't know what I need to work on because I fooled myself into not knowing that I I like the the third admonition, too, is to claim God's covenant uh, and to rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength. Trust not your own strength and power, but instead rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength. Um, uh, sometimes I think that um, it's been so ingrained in me that I need to... F- solve problems and fix problems, that that's kind of my Mm -hmm. go-to, even when I think about my own life. 
Um, and so that's a really good reminder is, you know, if I'm, if I'm confessing my shortcomings before God, um, I don't then necessarily go to, and now here's how I fix that, but rather, and now I need, I'm going to trust in you, God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust in you and your promises that you're going to help me to be better. I think that's a good reminder for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It, it's easy to want to control everything mm -hmm. and to not rely on God's timing to one last thought on this one, and that was the fourth admonition, resolve to be faithful, which, you know, I think all of us, we want to resolve to be faithful, right? Uh, you've given to the Lord your hearts. You've opened your mouth to the Lord. You've dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. Mm -hmm. Never go back. Um, and I like to think about that just for a moment. Uh, it reminds me of a sermon I preached quite a few years back now on the story of, of uh, Lazarus in the tomb and how Jesus commanded him to come out of the tomb and um, and and then um, Mary and Martha were instructed to remove his bandages, Lazarus' bandages, because he was not supposed to go back. Mm -hmm. um, and Oftentimes, our attendance, at least I should say, my experience has been that um, we commit ourselves to Christ and we set off on the path and this is what we're going to do. And at some point, we kind of lose that momentum and we find ourselves kind of slipping back to how things had been before. Um, and, you know, if we're intentional about growing in our faith, going backwards isn't going to be what does it. Any thoughts? I think being aware of our default setting and knowing like, oh, this is, I'm back to a default or I'm heading back to default. Just being aware that's part of that, you know, being honest with ourselves and with God, like, okay, what do I default to when I'm, when I am slipping back? And I think, I think that's something, if we know our own, you know, what's happening for ourselves, we know what to be looking for. I think it helps to be like, okay, if this happens, I know it's time to you know, take an assessment or asking other people. That's where accountability comes in. All right, if you see me doing this, then, you know, help me out. Let me know that I'm, I'm slipping back to default because default might not be healthy, but it's comfortable. It's what we know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. helping other, asking other people to help us if this is what our mm -hmm. goal is. I think maybe it speaks a little bit to temptations in our life as well. Mm -hmm. You know, to get, get past that and don't go back. Don't mm -hmm. maybe you know, work on that not being a temptation anymore. Well, we, we, I ended my sermon on Sunday with uh, the covenant prayer uh, of John Wesley that we actually find in our hymn book. It's on page 607 in our hymn book. It is a part of the covenant renewal service itself. It's only one prayer of a whole bunch of prayers that are in that service. I'm looking through right now, um, and I see eight prayers in the service. Um, so there's a lot, but this is a, a particularly powerful one, uh, and it's how we ended the sermon. And I'm going to pray this prayer now uh, just to remind us of it, um, and then ask you, what about this? what is it about this prayer that you connect with or that you like or that you find meaningful, that sort of thing? Okay? So this is, this is the prayer. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. 
put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee or brought low by thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. 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 Great prayer. So mm. thoughts, comments, anything particularly meaningful to you in the prayer? You, I think we started this last year because this was my prayer for the year. I think we started reading this prayer, and this is the prayer I mark off every day to, to pray. And so I can just say that having prayed this for a year, um, that, that, that let me be set aside is hard. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of some of those some of it when you're saying it, like you're praying it like but I don't really want to be empty like some of these <laughs> yeah. let me be full let me be empty but full would be better <laughs> yeah put me to suffering but, yeah put yeah. me to suffering so right. so it doesn't get easier I can say trying to pray it for the year there are things that and so I think what I came to realize is those parts where you kind of like like okay those are those are areas to work on mm-hmm. so. It, it's a scary prayer. I think it's. I think you have to be brave to to pray this and and mean it. Yeah. You know, this is this is it, and it's so perfectly worded. I it is. I just it's amazing to me. I wouldn't change a thing about it. It's perfect. Although yeah. your version is a little bit different, I have a, I have a different translation, so yeah. the words mean a little bit a little different. Yeah, this is this is actually Wesley's words, and then there it has been kind of updated language-wise, so we don't use wilt yeah. anymore. Now we use will, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, put me with, uh, put me to what thou wilt, rank me with whom thou wilt, but please let it be my friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee. Yeah, there's some powerful and very, very difficult things to, mm-hmm. to do because basically what we're praying is thy will be done. Thy will be done. Exactly. I was just going to say that. It's thy will be done. Yeah. So whatever is mm-hmm. according to your will, mm-hmm. whether you, however it is you need me or don't need me, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other thoughts or comments in the prayer? I'm wondering, Julie, if if praying this for a year was it did did your understanding of what you were praying for deepen at all or or um well it was easy to recognize like oh this is the part where I'm feeling empty okay right (laughs) also I asked for that or I opened myself up to that I think I think it's just recognizing it helps you to recognize where you are that maybe just that morning or that night or that moment or in that season of your life, just when you say the prayer, you're recognizing, oh, yes, I have been set aside <laughs> in right. this in right. this situation. Also, is that a practice you're going to continue? Well, I am because this was my 22. I didn't when I was deleting and clearing out all my 2022. I'm like, I think I need to keep that, so I did keep it. That went along with my word for the year, which is transform. And I don't know that the prayer transformed me. It's hard to. When I look right. back, I'm like, have right. I been transformed? But I guess just in continuing to pray it and recognizing the moments, maybe that was transformative for me. Yeah. It, 
he said something that's kind of interesting to me in there, and that is that, you know, in praying this prayer every day, then you had experiences throughout the year, and all of a sudden you were connecting them to the prayer. Mm-hmm. True. And feeling like, True. oh, yeah, I prayed for that. Uh-huh, and here it is. And here it is. <laughs> cool. Like, 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 let me suffer. I should have <laughs> prayed that part. I could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I joke about this a little bit. Like, I don't pray for patience because I really just, I don't. But, I mean, so praying for this is a hard prayer to prayer to pray but yes you're right it did connect me back and there would be moments when because it becomes kind of rote a little bit because like you're doing your prayer and you know but then as you're saying the words you're like oh wait this is this is what's happening there is such freedom in this prayer just yeah i'm giving it and i'm letting it go yeah and this is me and yeah whatever you want well, and I'm I'm sitting here listening to you and Julie have this discussion, and what you just said more aligned with my takeaway on this, which is the summation of "Thy will be done." So I don't see this really as praying for suffering, you know, as recognizing that this is the part where maybe God's going to carry me. Mm versus Mm -hmm. where I'm going to trudge through, you know, dragging my feet on my own. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And in your version, mine says, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. So be it. What does yours say? Amen. Did it say? Thou art mine and I am thine, so be it. It was so be it too. Yeah. 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 The freeing part, I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. Um, it kind of gives new meaning to stewardship. We tend to think of stewardship yeah. as something about, you know, I have to use a portion of my time right. or a portion right. of my resources mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to do things God wants done. Mm-hmm. Instead, this this is a prayer that's saying, yeah. you know what, I'm offering everything I have. Right. Heartily mm-hmm. yield. Heartily. Yeah. Heartily. Yeah. Mine says fully surrender. Yeah. But yeah, same thing. Yeah. Great prayer. Well, any last thoughts on the prayer? That's something we only do once officially in in the calendar year? Yeah, I typically do it on the first Sunday of the new year. Every now and then I've I've thrown it in because it connected with a sermon, but yeah, basically once a year, but Julie did it every day. It's also my screensaver. It's a good in case I'd forget my oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who are listening, if you like the prayer, it's in the hymn book, page 607. So when you're here, take a picture of it and make it your screensaver. Yeah. Um, and uh, we can, uh, you know, you can be praying this prayer uh, as well. I think that praying this prayer more often than once a year is going to definitely cause us to notice things in it that we might not have noticed, think about things we might not have thought about, and it'll take on some uh, fuller meaning. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, well, so so let's take a few minutes and uh, and talk about 2023, because we used the covenant renewal service in this prayer as a way of kind of renewing our covenant with God as we think about a new year and what faithfulness is going to require of us in this new year. So as we think about 2023 um, and our own spiritual journeys, are there some things that are going to be that you're looking toward this year that you think are going to be important to you uh, in your own spiritual life? Yeah. Yeah. I think I need to get out of my head a little bit and just let God, you know, I, I have a tendency to overanalyze 
and I just I, I just there's nothing productive about it after a certain point you're just kind of mulling over and reinforcing your own views and you know I it, I just need to just get out of my head and and let God and listen to God more and put my put my pride aside a little bit more and um, a little more humble I realized as we've come out of the pandemic and we are rebuilding, regrowing, not just society as a whole and, and churches overall, I think there's a lot of personal growth and rebuilding that needs to be done. Uh, I made this comment to Pastor David a couple of weeks ago. I think we've lost all of our soft skills mm-hmm. because we've been islands. Mm-hmm. So I've recognized one of the things I need to do is get off my island. Mm-hmm. And for me, st- that stretch is going to be trying to be more social, not, you know, getting out of my right. little box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a homebody. I'm perfectly fine not talking to anybody, not going anywhere, unless it's a really good restaurant. <laughs> but, but, stretching that out and rebuilding those interactions that can then help me build my thoughts, my ideas, my growth in faith. Yeah, um, you know, for me, again, we were talking about the word of the year. My word of the year was stewardship, and I was, I walked the labyrinth and came out of the labyrinth with that word and was like, what am I supposed to do with that? But when I understood it more in terms of if, if all of my resources, you know, my, my money, my, my time, um, my energy, my emotions, you know, all of those things. And so um, I, I came across some questions to ask myself daily. And so I'm a, I'm a lister. I like to check them off. <laughs> so, um, but these are the questions. Um, did I do the most important things for the day? Mm-hmm. And I, I start my day with the list. I love my list. I, I make a list at the beginning of the week. And anyway, did I do the most important things? And really look at my list and be like, I, I may have checked a lot of things off, but was, was it the most important thing? Um, and, um, and, and did I make progress? I don't, if I can't check it all the way off, I feel like I didn't, didn't do it. And so I think sometimes just recognizing we're making progress on whatever it is that we're, that we're giving our time or energy or resources to. And, um, and, but then the last one is, did I do everything today as, as unto God or as unto man? And so it's like, there's a lot of people that have requests of our, all of, our, of us, um, but did I do it according to God? So mm. this is my own little trying to keep track of myself and how I'm, mm. how I'm, and doing it according to God. That's for me would be a hard one. Yeah, right. Because where is my opinion of what is according to God? I know. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Versus what God may want me to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes God may want me to let go. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that feels selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. And 
where that may be what I need to do in order to prepare for something that's coming up or something mm-hmm. that he has planned for me, that mm-hmm. I need to be in the right frame of mind, that right. I cannot be if, oh, well, this is the right thing, this is the generous thing, this is the the Christian thing to do, mm-hmm. may not be the right thing, a God thing. Right. Well, and as Lindy that moved away would say, is this my best yes? Is this the best yes? Because honestly, and especially when you work in a church, there are a lot of really great things to say yes to. (laughs) Uh There's so many things to say. And I like to say yes. Yeah. But then if you realize that as as stewardship of just your time piece, when you're saying yes to this, then honestly that you have to say, then what am I saying no to? You know? Yeah, that's the other side of the coin. There's a lot of good things that... I end up saying no to that. It's kind of interesting as I th- as I think about uh, about me uh, in relation to to your conversation, um, because for decades, really, um, it was always easy for me to say yes because I always felt like I had all the time in the world, mm-hmm. right? So um, mm-hmm. I can always say yes and I'll get it done and I'll get to it and I'll work at it and and do it and do it and do it. Um, and when it comes to ministry, I don't have all the time in the world anymore. So weird. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, and so now I have to be more careful about saying yes because I recognize I don't have all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of connects then with, I think, uh, something that's related to my own thoughts of 2023 and spiritual growth. Um, and that is, it's going to be an important year for me to find space between things, um, to, to, to reflect, to think, to pray. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to be getting a lot of work done. I think mm-hmm. I have a whole lot of work that I need to get done. Um, but I have to be very intentional about those things. What are the things mm-hmm. that really are of most importance? What is, what is it most important to me to say yes to, um, and um, and I can't help but think about um, how it's not too far off, and it's not in 2023, but it's not too far off in the distance when somebody's going to follow me, and I cannot set that person up for failure mm-hmm. by expecting that person can come in and and hit the road running the way I've been running for my whole career. Mm-hmm. I've got to be able to slow down a little bit and create space and allow that sets the person up who follows me to be able to take the time needed to create relationships and to get to know people and stuff. So, you know, so that space is kind of my word for the year, I think, creating space. Um, When it comes to, when it comes to ministry, um, you know, I'm still figuring out kind of how, what that's going to look like. Um, But, but that's, that's kind of what comes to my mind right now. Other thoughts? I think it's important to, for me to put my important things first in my day. Um, Because once I start checking email and Facebook and the text program, Mm -hmm. uh, that can take up a couple of hours once I start doing that. Um, So I know I work best if, you know, if I have a project like, let's get an app up and running. I know that if I spend an hour on that before I open an email, Mm -hmm. I'll get at least some progress Mm -hmm. done. Yeah. 
Because there are a lot of interruptions, right? Yeah. One, yeah. Once mm-hmm. I open that email, I seem to, my time doesn't really seem to be mine anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just answering questions as you go through your day. And, you know, I have lots of questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I always forget that, you know, I'm, I answer these 40 emails and guess what's going to happen? I get 40 responses. 40 responses. A problem, right? right? <laughs> I got it. It's like, will it ever end? Right. No. 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 <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. No, no, I won't stop emailing you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 2023 is going to be, a, I think, a, a wonderful and interesting year. When it comes to church life, I'm really looking forward to 2023. I think there's a lot of good things that are happening in our church right mm-hmm. now. Um, and it's starting to feel like the impact of the pandemic is getting further and further behind us. Um, and we're moving moving more and more into uh, the future that God holds for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have lots of new people who are coming and who are getting involved uh, in ministry and in the church in, in wonderful ways. Uh, that's exciting. Um, and I, I, I think this year is going to be just a wonderful uh, and great year. So I'm looking forward to it and to what God's going to do in our midst. And I also look forward to working with each one of you. You all are, are a great gift to me. Um, and you, and those of you who are listening, um, you, uh, you don't see the Chris's in the room, um, but uh, yeah, he's the one who's doing the recording. But I also look forward to working with Chris, and he's a great blessing to us as well. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are listening, thank you uh, for your commitment to the church and your time. And as we look toward this new year, uh, season five is going to take a different shape. So I'm going to turn it over to Julie for just a minute to share with us what we're going to be doing this season. Okay. Um, So we kind of had a little piece of this this summer when we did summer stories. And uh, one of the gifts um, prior to this just over a year, I did youth ministry and now I'm working with all ages and it's, I think the greatest joy for me is being able to hear people's stories and connecting um, just connecting to, to people through the stories and connecting other people through their stories and and ultimately connecting to God, how our stories all connect back um, and so we are going to be spending some time hearing some people's stories and we know that um you all have wonderful stories, so I, I really, um, you know, nominate someone whose story you'd like to hear. Um, but, but in just the short time that I've been able to spend hearing people's stories, I realize like these are things that we really need to be share and sharing with each other, and how our stories are connecting. You know that this Sunday was just one of those wild Sundays where the people that came in the door. Um, just the connections that made me so aware. We had um, someone, a woman that came up and she talked about how in 1996 she'd been in the hospital with a brain aneurysm and did not expect it to live really. And they had called a Methodist pastor to pray for her and, and it was you, Pastor David, and, and that he still had your name. He pulled that out of his wallet too and your phone number. Um, that connection that you made that long ago it's a huge part of their faith story, and now they're coming back, and it's kind of exciting to think like the connections that 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 story and your connection back there makes with us. And uh, there's just so many like that, and so many people who've done such remarkable things and have been a part of my faith story and and ours. And so we look forward to being able to dig into some of those. Now, um, I've heard this after memorial services many times, 
where people have said, I had no idea. Exactly. And this is right. And I'm preaching on on the end of the month. And that's a part of what I wanted to preach on is that that really gets me because I've gone to a lot more memorial services now. And I'd wished I had known those things when they were alive. And so that's going to be that message is is about our stories as Mm -hmm. well. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Julie's going to be preaching on January 29th. I asked her to do that, and thank you for being willing to do it. Um, And and that'll be an opportunity to talk about stories some more. Uh, And then also getting ready to to work on a workshop related to it as well. Um, So the podcast and her sermon and then this workshop that will follow the sermon are all opportunities to kind of think about uh, the ways that God has been at work in our lives uh, and how that's shown itself uh, in the ways that we've served God. Going to be some wonderful stories come out of this. Yeah, I'm excited to hear We'll all be blessed. Yeah. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, everybody, for being a part of the podcast today. Now it's time to get back to work. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. (laughs) Amen. Thanks. Amen. 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 (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.